Hey, this is uh, the first episode of the FoxSportsFlorida.com Miami Heat podcast. I'm your host, Heat beat writer Surya Fernandez, and with me is Heat media lifer Ira Winderman of the SunSentinel.com. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, how do you feel about the, the Heat so far? Uh, you know, it's a small sample size, of course, but um, is this the kind of team that's going to win a few games and then lose, you know, one or two games at that rate? You know, Surya, when you look at this team more than anything, I don't think we know who the Heat are. Their early season injuries, the fact that Granger missed over a week, Haslam missed over a week, Birdman played a couple of games and he got injured, Josh McRoberts has not looked like himself yet. I think Eric Spolster has a lot of sorting out to do, and I'd say the only good thing is, better to have the injuries early, better to see what you have, experiment with guys like Norris Cole playing the starting point guard, Mario Chalmers as a combo. We've seen a little from Justin Hamilton before he got hurt. So I think more than anything, you're, you're finding out what you have. But until you get into a rotation, until Granger and Haslam and McRoberts are available every game, you don't know what you have. Right. I mean, but is, is that also a risk where already the, in, the season has just started and you're seeing a lot of these older players already kind of banged up? Or is this minor injuries? It's not something that really should be of concern. Is it just players just getting into NBA shape? Well, it's a matter of the situation. Let's take Josh McRoberts. He had off-season toe surgery. There's going to be a, a time frame to come back from that that he knew that when they signed him, that he's coming off toe surgery. He literally had been running on nine toes for two years now. He's learning how to literally walk again. So that they knew that. That's fine. Udonis Haslam is going to be a bit player on this team. So whether he's in or out, doesn't matter. Be there for the moments they need him most, probably playoffs. That's not a concern. The one thing I think you look at is Danny Granger. You've gone two straight years now with all kinds of injuries. Injury prone, hey, that's his reputation. But I like what Danny said about the Heat. He said, this team doesn't throw someone out unless they're 100%. So when I do get out there, you can see who I am. And maybe that's the benefit of the doubt he didn't have both in Indiana and then finishing last season with the Clippers. Is, um, do, do you have like any you know, maybe doubts as far as who they cut, as far as maybe Ken Birch, maybe somebody like that who... Uh, intrigued at least Heat fans with his athleticism, his rebounding. Is that somebody that they should have maybe kept instead of maybe a Dawkins? You know, I'm never going to overstate a Ken Birch or someone like that. But what I will say is, when you have someone like Birdman who is 36, when you have someone like Udonis, maybe it's unfair, but probably on the downside of his career, when you have a neophyte like Justin Hamilton, you might have a lot of bigs. But do you have enough? I think more than a Ken Birch. If there was another big body out there who was cut late in camp, um, Gray was cut by by, um, by, by uh, Detroit late at, in camp. He's a, a guy who's out there. So I think that he might have to look in that direction. And also, I think more of an NBA-ready wing. Look, I think Andre Dawkins, terrific three-point shooter. Shannon Brown was supposed to be that guy, hasn't been that guy, at least to the point when we're talking right now. So I would like to have seen another veteran wing. I was pushing for Jordan Crawford. He's thriving right now in China. I got to tell you this. I think this roster will be very fluid. I think there will be a move on December 15th after when they can do all their trades of players in the offseason, maybe the trading deadline, maybe the buyout deadline. I think the roster you're seeing now will not be the roster that ends the season. Do you, um, do, are you intrigued by that three-point guard uh, rotation that, that, that Spolster has employed? Are you a little surprised by that? I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised that Napier has been getting those kind of sure. important minutes. I, I think he's been terrific. And, and I think that's what happens when you draft a four-year collegian who's won two national championships. Right. Now... The scouts look at it the other way, and that's why he fell. What's his upside? Is he going to get much better? No. There's a good chance the Shabazz Napier you see now will be the same player you see in four years. Is that good enough? Well, it has been for the first couple of weeks of the season. I think the, the question with the Heat is this. 
they have quantity at point guard? Do they have enough quality? And they'll find that answer out soon enough. And, and, on, and on a related note, um, how, how has Wade looked? And of course, it's it's been just the beginning of the season, but do you think that he could hold up to you know at least 70 games in the season, or do you think they should do a maintenance program? You again? know, the thing with Dwayne, you never will know till you know. There will be right. that moment. He will come off the court. He will be holding the knee. Maybe there won't be that moment, but I don't think you could preventatively say, so you don't get hurt, you're not playing tonight, because that's not how it works. So if they feel he's back in shape to play a full 82-game season, you wait to that moment. And you hope that moment is typical of a player of two or three games, and that the moment isn't 10 to 15 games. We'll see that moment, and everyone will hold their breath if it's during a home game, and then you'll see what that body can really take. Yeah, because I I think... It's great if you have Wade healthy uh, to to give support to Bosch because Bosch can't carry that team for the entire season. Uh, but you know if Wade is going to start, you know, missing a couple of games here and there, I think also the the role of the Wild Dang becomes that much more important because we really haven't seen him uh, with an aggressive scoring mentality. You know He's I, not that kind I of player. I don't think either, Dang right? will be that kind of player. Right. So so honestly, if Dwayne Wade misses time, that might be when Danny Granger has to step up and be the Danny Granger we saw three years ago in Indiana. I think the Heat's in one place right now. They cannot afford not to have Dwayne Wade. They cannot afford not to have Chris Bosh. There isn't that other guy right now you could say, okay, because he's out, this guy steps in. Bosh is almost irreplaceable in this lineup. There's right. not a single name you can give me, whether it's Birdman, whether it's Udonis Haslam, whether it's more Josh McRoberts. You could say, okay, we don't have Bosh tonight, but we have him. With Dwayne, hey, maybe Danny Granger can come around, be what he was. Maybe Shannon Brown will show that flash that he did back with the Lakers. That's a little bit different. But I think right now that he'd very much have two irreplaceable starters. Is is this Coach Spolcher's biggest challenge this season, or do you think it was integrating the big three? I think his biggest challenge was dealing with Michael Beasley as a rookie. So I think everything (laughs) after that is going to be relative. Look, the one thing he has, when LeBron James left the Cavaliers, they had nothing. No one was going to win in that situation. Right Right now, Pat Riley, Mickey Harrison gave Eric Spolstra talent, gave him playoff talent, gave him enough to succeed with. So, So yes, it's always a challenge when you're fighting for a home court in the playoffs. But Eric is still better positioned than a lot of teams that lose their franchise marquee free agent like Orlando did with Dwight and Shaq, like the Lakers did with with Dwight in those situations. I think they've positioned him pretty well. Uh, speaking of Michael Beasley, do you still get readers uh, on the Ask Ira still asking about oh, him? Oh, I'm providing regular updates from the Chinese Basketball League. He's averaging about 31 points and 13 rebounds right now. Maybe we finally found a place that Michael's game is built for. Right, right. And um, you mentioned Crawford as somebody that maybe is somebody that got away. Do you see anybody that on the waiver wire or something like that that, that the Heat maybe should look well, into? I got to tell you. China's intriguing because their season's over late February and March, depending on playoffs or not. So you've got guys like Michael Beasley and and Jordan Crawford and Al Harrington and Andre Blotch. That's going to be really interesting. Remember, the rule is, as long as they've not played for another NBA team this season, you can sign them anytime until the final day of the regular season, and they're eligible for your playoff roster. So I would look at the Chinese Chinese Basketball Association as a possibility, but also with trades, also as the buyout deadline – perfect example a guy again like Karan Butler goes to Detroit maybe they're out of the playoff race and he says I want to get a chance he wanted to come to Miami last year at the buyout deadline so I think there are those possibilities um, 
have you seen uh, you know a lot of the games from from the elite east uh, have you have you maybe noticed okay maybe this team isn't as strong as i thought they oh, were oh I, or... I don't think there is an elite east look i'm still like we're like the presidential people you you lose the first five primaries and you get nothing in new hampshire but people say you're still the front runner somehow i think that's where cleveland and chicago are cleveland with their early season struggles chicago will derrick rose play won't he we're projecting in our, in our analysis, right. Derrick Rose will get on the court at some time this season. Chicago will be an elite two in the East. Cleveland will get it right. There's too much talent not to. Washington has looked very good at times. Toronto has looked very good at times. I think cracking the top four and getting home court in the first round is going to be a challenge for the Heat, and it will probably mean having to be better than at least Toronto or Washington. And, and where, where do you see this team ending up as far as win totals? I look at the East beyond those top two. As anyone could finish from three to seven or eight, because we've seen Charlotte with the victory over the Heat. We've seen Atlanta right. have their moments also. It's fascinating. The Miami Heat, who have dominated the Southeast Division, could finish in fourth place. And not embarrassingly, that when you look at Washington and Charlotte and Atlanta, there's going to be a real mix there. I have no idea on the Heat right now, because again, like we said at the top, I have no idea who they are. Right. Okay. Well... Uh, thank you so much for 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 being on this first episode. Well, of the if podcast. you're going to share the TV two with two with me on hot seconds, then I feel it's only fair to come back on your podcast. Right. Podcast. So always right. a pleasure. Right. And, and how can the uh, readers uh, see you at sunsentinel.com? And how can they find you on Twitter? Sunsentinel.com. Ira Heat beat at Twitter. You can always send in your questions at Ask Ira at the Sun Sentinel. I'm ubiquitous, or else I'll be on with Surya on the Heat halftimes and pregame shows. So right. we'll catch you down the road. Thank right. you. <laughs> thank you.